Welcome to Bellwether Friends. Definitely not the first podcast featuring a discussion of pop culture and why we think you should like what we like. You should trust us because we're librarians. I'm Anna and my pronouns are she and her. I'm Aline and my pronouns are she and her. Every couple of weeks we get together and chat about a pop culture topic or two, what we think and how we feel. We'll end the show with our current obsessions. This is episode number 110, Book Buzz Fall 2019. It's the Book Expo Book Buzz, because there will be another Fall 2019 Book Buzz. This is books coming out in the Spring fall. To, yeah, anyway. We uh, usually go to Book Expo, and then after we go to Book Expo, we come back and we tell you about some of the books that we learned about that we think you, as people, might be interested in, and you, as librarian listeners, might be interested in, and usually... So much time doesn't elapse between when we get back from Book Expo, i.e. the beginning of June, and when we record the episode. But we're here to do it before some of the books we learned about have been published. We still have a lot to say about these books, and we're still really excited about them and think that you will be too. Yes. So, we have a lot to cover. Not sure if we're going to get it all done in one episode, Without further ado, we will get started. We are, as usual, moving alphabetically through our list of publishers. And everything that we talk about is going to be linked in the show notes, so you don't have to take notes if you hear something that's like, ooh, I mean, you can. I will also link to the list of publisher rep contact info so that you can write heartfelt letters to our friends at publishers and get on their mailing list on their mailing lists and maybe get a galley sent to you once in a while get white something in particular get whitelisted on edelweiss or net galley there are so many things to do when you are talking to these awesome people so like i said we will start with bloomsbury bloomsbury this is an interesting one coming in january 2020 the first adult title from sarah j moss Horny Fairy author, TM, Worst Bestsellers. Crescent City is the first book in the House of Earth and Blood series. All I know is that there's a half-fae, half-human girl named Bryce who is forced to work with a person named Hunt who is a personal assassin for the Archangels and wants nothing to do with her, but they are forced to work together to solve a mystery. And things that have been sleeping for millennia are beginning to stir. Well, alrighty then. I think that there will be some crossover appeal here with the young adult set since mm, the Sarah J. Moss young adult books tread the line there between adult and young adult. So this seems like a logical next step for her. Excellent. Coming in October from Lynn Truss of Eats, Shoots, and Leaves fame... She has written The Constable Twitten Mysteries, and the next one, The Man That Got Away, is coming out. So, if you like those, get in line for that one. Next on our list is Grey Wolf Press, and coming in November is In the Dream House by Carmen Maria Machado. You may know her from Her Body and Other Stories, which were extraordinary short stories that I really enjoyed, kind of had a horror thing going on. This is a memoir that has horror themes. (laughs) As many of our memoirs would. (laughs) And (laughs) in a completely not funny aspect of it, she is articulating her experiences in an abusive same-sex relationship with wit, inventiveness, and an inquiring spirit. So I think that sounds interesting. I am a great fan of queer writers and Latinx writers, and she's both. Moving on to Hachette, we have Homework by Julie Andrews. That's two different words. Coming in October, which is a follow-up to her memoir, Home, and this is reflections on her career including Mary Poppins, Sound of Music, Victor Victoria, etc. So I think that many of us are interested to find out what Julie Andrews has to say about her 
Hollywood years. Yeah, we do. Also coming from Achette, it's out now. It just came out this month, last week. Hollow Kingdom by Kira Jane Buxton. This tagline here says, One pet crow fights to save humanity from an apocalypse in this uniquely hilarious debut from a genre-bending literary author. It is a post-apocalyptic Seattle. There are Cheetos. There is a a crow named S.T. When we saw Karen Jane Buxton speak about this, she had told herself when she was writing it, I'm going to have the story told from the point of view of a crow. He's going to be my protagonist. And we were sold. Yes, Check it out. It's got a really amazing cover. I was and also, say, this is in Seattle. the running. Right, this is in the running for good cover. Award. Absolutely awesome cover. And I'm going to make a note and try to remember to put the cover in the show notes. Emma Donahue has a new one coming out in September called Akin. A retired New York professor's life is thrown into chaos when he takes a young great nephew to the French Riviera. That's what happens when you go to the French Riviera. In hopes of uncovering his own mother's wartime secrets. I don't know anything more than that, really, but it's Emma Donahue, so that'll be a must-buy for libraries. Yeah. Also coming from a shut in October is Imaginary Friend by Stephen Chbosky. This was a hot galley that I did not come home with somehow, or I gave it away. And it's horror. He's the perks of being a wallflower guy who hasn't written anything else because he's been writing in Hollywood which is pretty exciting. People are very interested in this book. It is adult, and it is coming soon. Coming in October from Grand Central is Beautiful on the Outside by Adam Rippon. It's Adam Rippon. He won (laughs) Dancing with the Stars. Figure skater, gay icon. Quotable quotes about eyebrows. Yes. Already out is The Vexations by Caitlin Horrocks, which is a debut novel about the life of eccentric composer Eric Satie of many a commercial. Many, many art house movie previews. And Belle Epoque Paris. That sounds good. Yeah. If you like your historical fiction, or fiction about fictionalized nonfiction... I don't know what this one is about. Did they talk about it? The Witches Are Coming by Lindy West is coming in November, and I don't know if it's more Lindy West social commentary or if it is about Something the else. witches coming. Do you think it's a fiction book? I'm guessing it's nonfiction. I yeah, I'm, I'm guessing go it's nonfiction. On a limb, but guess what? We can look it up. Hey, it turns out we can look stuff up. It is a memoir. Slash laugh out loud incisive cultural critique. Well, that sounds like Lindy West to me. Coming in September from Little Brown, Heaven, My Home by Attica Locke, the follow-up to Bluebird, Bluebird. It is another... Mystery, starring Texas Ranger Darren Matthews. Your readers enjoyed the first one. You are going to like the new one. It is a thrilling story of crimes old and new. Ooh, speaking of second or follow-up titles, Realm of Ash is the next book by Tasha Suri. It's coming in November from Orbit. This is a Mughal India-inspired world that was uh, introduced to us in Empire of Sand, which I was excited about like a year ago after Book Expo. And this is the second one, which has a whole different main protagonist, and a, that means there's a different romance. Woohoo! <laughs> and magic and all kinds of stuff. I read like the little bonus chapter that was at the end of the first book, and I was like, yes, bring it to me. But it's not coming out till November. That's clever of them to put those in there. Right? However, I had the fortune of reading The Rosewater Redemption by Tade Thompson, which is the final book in the Wormwood trilogy coming out in October. And I'm here to tell you that it's a satisfying conclusion to the trilogy in which 
aliens have been here for quite some time, slowly replacing our DNA with their matter so that they can download themselves into us from space. Good to know. Yeah. But don't worry, there's a small band of humans who are resisting. Oh, good. And, speaking of African <laughs> sci-fi and fantasy, The Rage of Dragons by Evan Winter is already out. And uh, it's billed as Game of Thrones meets Gladiator. <laughs> I'm very excited. I have the arc over there, which I just haven't gotten a chance to read yet, but it's high on my list. Our next publisher that we will be talking about is Harlequin. Hi, Harlequin. We love Harlequin. Harlequin romances informed much of our early romance reading. Yeah. And yet, and yet, Harlequin rarely promotes romances. Their backlist or their core continuous writers to us when they come to these things. We are interested in hearing about romances. I mean, to be fair, no one else does either. Right, but but every time I see Harlequin on the program, I'm like, woohoo, Harlequin! And they've branched out, and they're publishing a lot of interesting fiction and nonfiction that is not strictly romance. Yep, and we say this every time, but it's we're just going to keep saying it. We really are. The first one that we were going to talk about is coming in January from Graydon House. It is Followers by Megan Angelo. An electrifying story of two ambitious friends, the dark choices they make, and the profound moment that changes the meaning of privacy forever. Oh, boy. Yeah, that sounds like a really good thing. It's got California and Hollywood going on in it. And social media. And social media. This is uh, someone who has 12 million followers and dreams of fleeing the corporate sponsors who would do anything, even horrible things. To keep her on screen. <laughs> also coming from Graydon House, this one in September, is The Widow of Pale Harbor by Hester Fox. It is New Englandy, New Englandy, New Englandy. It is set in Maine in 1846, which is basically now a town gripped by fear, <laughs> a woman accused of witchcraft. Who can save Pale Harbor from itself? It's really a lot like living in Massachusetts. I mean, it seems like the creepy incidents are... The work of a twisted person inspired by the wildly popular stories of Mr. Edgar Allan Poe. So that's exciting. And it looks really good. It's got a good cover. Got I good. just was admiring it. It's on our hot cover list. American Love Story by Adriana Herrera. It's coming from Karina Press in October. Yay! I, I put this on here because I'm excited about it. It's the third one in her series. The first one involved a librarian and a food truck owner in upstate New York and she writes great male male romances with characters who are endearing and have strong ties to their family and culture. Nice. Right? At Book Expo we had the pleasure of hearing Karine Jean-Pierre talk about her book, Moving Forward, A Story of Hope, Hard Work, and the Promise of America, coming from Hanover Square in November. But she didn't mention being gay. <laughs> <laughs> so if you are trying to sell something to the Bellwether Friends, and you have some claim to any of the things that we call ourselves, including women, queer, uh, librarians of a certain age, uh, any number of things... Just tell us, because we're going to be totally into it. We were so excited to find out she's gay. So, Kareen's book is about her political awakening and becoming an activist. How politics can be accessible to anyone, no matter their background, which seems particularly apt in the current moment. It really does. Also, coming in August from Park Row... The Ventriloquists by E.R. Ramzapur, who charmed us so charmingly when we met them at Book Expo. Yes, the story is set in Brussels in 1943, and it involves newspapers and a scheme and a extraordinary acts of courage by ordinary people forgotten by history. People in the resistance willing to die for a joke. Yes. Which... Is pretty cool. They 
are putting out an underground newspaper that is Nazi propaganda, but then they're taking over and putting out an issue that is a parody of the Nazi propaganda that has been done. It is really awesome. Okay, moving on to HarperCollins, The Last Train to London by Meg Waite Clayton. This will be a good one for your, again, World War II <laughs> fiction fans. It has to do with the trains that carried thousands of children out of Nazi-occupied Europe and one brave woman who helped them escape to safety. A member of the Dutch Resistance who risked her life smuggling Jewish children. Also coming from Amistad Press in December, Africaville by Jeffrey Colvin. This is a novel set in a small Nova Scotia town settled by former slaves that is a multi-generational saga that explores notions of identity, passing, cross-racial relationships, and the importance of place. I have continued to insert romance into this list. As if they presented us with romance. Thank you, Anna. Coming in November from Avon is Get a Life, Chloe Brown by Talia Hibbert, which is about a wealthy but chronically ill computer geek who wants to get a life after she almost dies. And she has a list of things she wants to do, including enjoy a drunken night out, ride a motorcycle, go camping, travel the world with nothing but hand luggage. And she enlists a... Handyman with tattoos and a motorcycle to help her do it. I like this because it says it's perfect for fans of Jasmine Guillory and Helen Wong, which I am great. Yeah, I am one. So yay! Next, coming from William Morrow in October, Full Throttle Stories by Joe Hill. You may know Joe Hill as the author of Horns and Nosferatu. I may know Joe Hill as Stephen King's son. He lives in Maine and is friendly with a library in New Hampshire? Anyway, a friend of a friend works at a library that he comes and does programs at, which is very exciting. And this is short stories, so I can't give it to my horror reader because she doesn't like short stories. But it is a masterful collection that has two stories co-written with Dad, dear old Dad, Stephen King, and one of which, called In the Tall Grass, is the basis for a terrifying feature film from Netflix. Okay. Thanks, Thanks Joe. Joe. <laughs> and coming from Echo in October is Nothing to See Here by Kevin Wilson. So Kevin Wilson wrote The Family Fang, and he is... <laughs> You know, I will freely admit that I don't have a lot of interest in books by white guys. This is something that is what? on brand for me. It probably does not come as a surprise to you. We heard Kevin Wilson talk at a luncheon at Book Expo. Yes. And I came away from it going, I want to read that. Yes. This book is about babysitting children who spontaneously burst into flames. And it's just a fact of life in this world. And it has a lot to say about parenting, it has a lot to say about anxiety, and it is, it just... I also like the cover, the cover is great. The cover, the cover is great, it has a child who has burst into flames, but it's a, uh, it's a drawing that is not, not too graphic. It's not explicit, no. No, it's not too graphic for you. Next on the list is uh, distributed by Ingram, so there's lots of different publishers. So coming from Grove Press in August, hey, it's already out, came out August 13th, The Yellow House by Sarah Broom. It's set in New Orleans, and it is a memoir of Sarah Broom's family. It tells a hundred years of her family and their relationship to home in a neglected area of one of America's most mythologized cities. We heard her speak about this on the memoir panel at Day of Dialogue, and it sounded very interesting. And it includes Katrina. Just came out recently, Speaking of Summer by Kalisha Buchanan, is a mystery-slash-thriller. The, the main character's twin sister walks to the roof of their shared Harlem brownstone and is never see, seen again. The door to the roof is locked and no footsteps are found. Faced with authorities indifferent to another missing woman, 
Autumn must pursue answers on her own, all while grieving her mother's recent death. The cover on this one is really excellent as well. Next, a potential dad book. <laughs> a gift for dad. A gift for dad. How to Catch a Mole by Mark Hummer, coming in October from Greystone. My dad is interested in squirrels, mice, rats, etc., chipmunks. <laughs> so why not moles? Why not moles? He might not like it, but this guy <laughs> says, that, Although common, moles are mysterious. Their habits are inscrutable. They are anatomically bizarre, and they live completely alone. Mark Hammer has come closer to them than most, both through his long working life out in the Welsh countryside and his experiences of rural homelessness as a boy sleeping in hedgerows. So, a gem of nature writing. We like gems of nature writing. Maybe for people who like the secret life of trees. Or those, or that the beaver, the eager beaver book. Or that one about the crows. Yeah. Yeah. Although nothing is as charming as a corvid. But not the Hollow Kingdom. That's a different thing. Very different thing. Coming in September is The Ungrateful Refugee by Dina Nayeri. It's a memoir, and she is a refugee, and she's talking about what it meant to her to come to America and attempt to become part of American society and thing, the pros and cons and what her experience was. And it sounds like it's a little more real than just a golden-hued God bless America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also coming, it's come. It's out now from Atlantic Monthly Press, Deep River by Carl Marlantes. You may know him from Matterhorn fame, which was a weighty tome about being a Vietnam vet. This is a family saga about Finnish immigrants who settle in the Pacific Northwest, which is a place that you may know is close to my heart. I do know that. Moving on to Macmillan, I had the pleasure of reading Ninth House by Lee Bardugo, which is coming in October from Flatiron. If you are familiar with Lee from her young adult work, which has been fantasy, this is fantasy-esque, but it is set in a current New Haven at Yale, and the main character is a young woman who has had some traumatic life experiences, and can see ghosts. And she has been enlisted to work as a person who oversees the activities of the secret societies at Yale. And it is a lot... It's grim and has some content warnings. DM me. <laughs> but it's very good. Also coming from Macmillan in... October is Find Me by Andre Asiman. It is the follow-up to Call Me By Your Name for those of you who managed to make it through that movie. Also, A Good Neighborhood by Therese Ann Fowler. You've heard me talk about her before. I love her historical fiction based on real people. This is more contemporary than her Golden Age coverage. This is talking about integration in a community. And... Elton John has written a memoir called Me that's coming in October from Henry Holt and Company. Coming from Flatiron in September is Dominicana by Angie Cruz. It's about a 15-year-old who moves to America from Dominican countryside in 1965 and her life in the United States. This is not your West Side Story. <laughs> also coming in September, but from Tor, is The Future of Another Timeline by Annalie Newitz, which is time travel, murder, and the links we'll go to to protect the ones we love. Annalie Newitz has spectacular fashion sense, and we have seen her speak more than once and got to chit-chat with her at a event at an event, and it was really cool. So the main character is determined to use time travel to create a safer future, so she dedicates her life to visiting key moments in history and fighting for change. But rewriting the timeline isn't as simple as editing one person or event. Huh. Fancy Believe it that. or not. We are both very excited about High School by Tegan Quinn and Sarah Quinn. 
Although it says Sarah Quinn and Tegan Quinn on the book. I know, I'm sorry. I I just did that without thinking. It's coming out in September. We haven't read very much of it, but we're saving it. We got to meet Tegan and Sarah, or Sarah and Tegan. Still not recovered no, from that. You should check out the pictures on Instagram. It was so exciting. So we can learn about their high school lives and what they did. So far, mostly they have snuck out and done drugs, and I haven't gotten to the part where they are thinking about maybe being gay very much, but a little bit. We saw them speak at an event. It was a luncheon, and they were sitting there, and they had planned their conversation very, very effectively, and Tegan was telling us something about the memoir, and Sarah had to interrupt her and say, we weren't going to tell the librarians about the LSD. <laughs> and so, of course, we grabbed our copy quickly. Quickly. Here we are, American Dreams, American Nightmares by R.T. Namdev Shahani is coming from Celadon in October, a heartfelt memoir about the immigrant experience from NPR correspondent. Question, who really belongs in America? Again, this is a very timely subject. Good question. Moving on to National Geographic. We are fans of National Geographic Almanac. The Almanac 2020 is, as the previous almanacs, <laughs> featuring surprising facts, stunning color photos, arresting infographics, and illuminating maps. This is a good thing for your 10-year-old child to page through when they're bored. It's really super browsable. It's got very striking photos, and it's beautifully printed, and it's one of those things. I grew up getting distracted when I was sent to look something up in the dictionary or the almanac or the encyclopedia as I was growing up, and this one is a really good one to get distracted by when, yeah. when we're sent to look something up. I'm going to send you to look something up. <laughs> send me to look something up. Also coming from... National Geographic, it's already out now. Pleased to Meet Me, Genes, Germs, and the Curious Forces That Make Us Who We Are by Bill Sullivan. This was described as Mary Roach-esque, and that was good enough for me. Some of the questions that it's going to talk about, it's that armchair scientist kind of interesting stuff. Why are you attracted to a certain type? Why are you a morning person? Why do you vote the way you do? It's popular science. It's a life-changing look at what makes you, you. We always love New York Review Books because the stuff they come up with to publish is just mind-boggling. I have a coworker who I always give the things I bring back from New York Review Books because he is a great fan of this completely unknown book that was written 75 years ago and has recently been translated from the Greek. Or something like that. I am interested in Ecstasy and Terror from the Greeks to Game of Thrones by Daniel Mendelssohn, which is coming out in October. I follow him on, and his sister on Twitter, and I'm interested in his critical thoughts on the Greek inheritance, film, literature, television, and the personal essay. Sounds good. Moving on to Norton, our good friends at Norton. Coming out in September from Norton is About Us, Essays from the New York Times Disability Series. This column in the New York Times debuted in 2016 and has had essays and experiences written up by the disabled and this pro will prove to be a landmark publication of the disability movement for readers of all backgrounds, forms, and abilities individual essays that are talking about the experiences or someone who says, you know, what's wrong with you, or I don't think of you as disabled, and more information to inform and educate. Will my cat eat my eyeballs? <laughs> Big questions from Tiny Mortals about death. At her Caitlin first Doty. opportunity. Funeral director Caitlin Doty has uh, written about this topic, uh, funerals and death, I mean. But in this case, she is using her mortician's knowledge of the body and the intriguing history behind common misconceptions about courses to offer factual, hilarious, and candid answers to 35 distinctive questions posed by her youngest fans. 
The Shadow King by Maza Mengiste is coming in September. It is a historical fiction set in pre-World War II Ethiopia, and it goes into the fraught relationship between the Italian Western... what? I'm sorry, I made a face at Anna. I was remembering the author speaking of this and the... Italians right. colonizing. The, the colonizing Italians and the interpersonal relationships that resulted and the the legacy of that. Yeah. And the difficulty in doing research. So that one is going to be a good one for your historical fiction fans. It sure is. Also coming from Norton... On August 20th, The World Doesn't Require You, stories by Rian Amilcar Scott. We heard him speak. This has a striking cover. And uh, he was on a panel at the Library Journal Day of Dialogue. And this is a new, new writer, a bold talent. Another potential dad pick... <laughs> is the Seine, the river that made Paris. So in addition to liking, or actually disliking, furry animals, <laughs> my father likes Paris. And so possibly my father would be interested, on your, your elderly man, patron, <laughs> might be interested in the history of the river Seine through its lively characters, including... A uh, restorer of antique boats. I feel like my dad would be into that. I wonder if there's mudlarking going on in the Seine the way there is in the Thames. I don't know what that is. Mudlarking is folks who, like, poke around on the sh edges of the Thames and pull out things from the uh, last 3,000 years probably. of habitation. So anyway, memoir, travelogue, and history all rolled into one. Well, a triple threat, if you will. Moving on to Penguin Random, the first one we have listed is The Ghosts of Eden Park, The Bootleg King, The Women Who Pursued Him, and The Murder That Shocked Jazz Age America by Karen Abbott. We saw her speak. We saw her speak. She wants you to call her Abbott. The book is out now. What were you going to say about her? I was just going to say she was a charming speaker. She was a charming speaker, and she referred to her genre as sizzle history, and I was like, that's what I love. I feel like I've already said this on the podcast before about wanting to read about the sexy bits and the saucy bits and the scandals, and I am not interested in the menu <laughs> in the Grand Hall. I want to know all of the dirt. And that seems like her book might have some dirt. Her book is going to have some dirt for me. It is in the early days of Prohibition. It is an epic true crime story of bootlegger George Remus and the murder that shocked the nation. I think I already said that. I think that's in the subtitle. <laughs> but this is the writer of Sin in the Second City and Liar, Temptress, Soldier, Spy. So your patrons who like historic true crime and... Narrative nonfiction sizzle histories history. and sizzle history, sign them up. Also coming from Penguin on August 27th, coming from Viking, The Other's Gold by Elizabeth Ames. This is an insightful and sparkling novel that opens on a college campus and follows the friendship of four women across life-defining turning points. This is a book for your patrons who like to read these sagas like the interestings, maybe? Ladies, ladies in their lives. I was thinking Big Little Lies. I was thinking... I think this is less death than Big Little Lies. Yeah, but yeah. Maybe. But, but there's, you know, the melodrama of yep. women's relationships through their lives. Yep. You have these friends you meet in college, and then there are, everybody has a different path, and you might remain friends with them, or you might not remain friends with them, and you might remain friends with them and take completely divergent paths, and then live vicariously through each other's stories. You might. <laughs> Coming from Berkeley in November is Not the Girl You Marry by Andy J. Christopher. Which is fake dating. Yay! Fake dating. 
So Jack is a journalist who is unlucky in love, and he strikes a deal with his boss to write a final piece, P.S. du Resistance, called How to Lose a Girl. And he meets a girl, but he's not sure he wants her to dump him. Hannah is an extremely successful event planner who's focused on climbing the career ladder. Her firm is one of the most prestigious in the city, and she's determined to secure her next promotion. But Hannah has a bit of an image problem. She needs to show her boss that she has range, including planning dreaded romantic weddings. Enter Jack. He's the perfect man to date for a couple of weeks to prove to her boss that she's not scared of feelings. Before Jack and Hannah know it, their fake relationship starts to feel all too real, and neither of them can stand to lose each other. I like romances. I know you do. And fake dating. And fake dating. Coming in September, you're going to want to auto-buy this if you haven't already gotten it in the cart. The Water Dancer by Ta-Nehisi Coates. That would be his first novel. It is going to be about the the history of enslavement and the impact it has on families. So it talks about a character named Hiram Walker who was born into bondage and has an unexpected journey that takes him from the plantations of Virginia to the Deep South to the North, and he's enlisted in the underground war between slavers and the enslaved and deter becomes determined to rescue the family he left behind. Heavy... Subject matter, I'm sure he will do a great job. Yeah. Already out from Crown is Recursion by Blake Crouch. You may remember Blake Crouch for having written Dark Matter, a genre-defying horror, sci-fi, mystery thriller. This one is about false memory syndrome, a mysterious affliction that's dry, that drives its victims mad with memories of a life they never lived. So it's got a little bit of eternal sunshine of the spotless mind going on. There's a neuroscientist woman at the center of the story who has dedicated her life to creating a technology that will let us preserve our most precious memories. And so you can like re-experience your first kiss or something. So Anna and I watched an episode of Black Mirror that seemed to have realized this. So having a novel that's doing it that should be... seems like a Black Mirror ooh, episode. Yes, should be good. Very excited about Royal Holiday by Jasmine Guillory coming from Berkeley in October. Thanks to Margaret Willison's tweet. <laughs> Royal Holiday is the story of, if you've read The Wedding Party, it is Maddie's mother who is going with her to London because Maddie has the opportunity to style the Duke and Duchess over the holidays. And while she's there, she meets the private secretary who is handsome and charming. So, it is about a lady who is in her 50s possibly finding love in England in the holidays. That's fine. I wonder, do you think she's going to find love? I'm hoping she will. It's so hard to say when you're reading one of Jasmine's books. I am, right? No. <laughs> Coming from Ballantine, August 27th, is The Beekeeper of Aleppo by Christy Lefteri. We heard her speak at the Day of Dialogue. This is the unforgettable love story of a mother blinded by loss and her husband who insists on their survival as they undertake the Syrian refugee trail to Europe. This is a timely story about people escaping strife in Syria as refugees and the dangerous and challenging path they have to take. Okay, we also heard Kylie Reed speak about such a fun age. Such a fun age. Such a fun age. Coming in January 2020, which is a debut novel, a story about race and privilege set around a young black babysitter, her well-intentioned employer, and a surprising connection that threatens to undo them both. They made tote bags to promote this book. Right. I'm excited about it. It sounds really good. And the tote bags are really cool, too. <laughs> Out already is Lock Every Door by Riley Sager from Dutton. It is a creepy, thrillery thing that is for my horror reading patron. I am very excited to give it to her. 
No visitors, no nights spent away from the apartment, no disturbing the other residents, all of whom are rich, are famous, or both. These are the only rules for Jules Larson's new job as an apartment sitter at the Bartholomew, one of Manhattan's most high-profile and mysterious buildings. So I love the Dakota and the fancy things and the stuff that goes on, and this is about her experience doing this, and it's creepy and weird, and there is another apartment sitter who disturbingly reminds her of the sister she lost eight years ago. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. Before we leave Penguin Random House, we have to talk about Colson Whitehead and Jacqueline Woodson, whom we saw speak together at an evening event. And they both have books. Well, Colson Whitehead's Nickel Boys is already out, and Red at the Bone is Jacqueline Woodson's story of an African-American family coming in September, and mostly we just would like to sit in the audience with our hands on our cheeks and watch them speak, interact. Just watch them be. Examine their clothes and styling choices and... We got to take a picture of Colson Whitehead's chucks and Instagram them for chuckstravaganza. We got to admire Jackie Woodson swaggering around yep. in a really cool outfit and we got to hear them really enjoyed I mean, them talk great. about their books yeah. too. It was great to hear them talk about their work and you know it made me want to read them. A couple of things something coming from Rachel Maddow blowout in October from Crown and from Bill Bryson The Body A Guide for Occupants coming from Doubleday in October. Those will get some attention from your patrons. Will Bryson will always get attention. He will. Moving on to Quirk Books, the remaking by Clay McLeod Chapman is coming in October. This is inspired by a true story and is a supernatural thriller for fans of horror and true crime. It follows a tale as it evolves every 20 years, which made me think of it. Yeah. And I am looking forward to putting this in the hands of my horror reader. I think I've talked about her a lot before. I have a reader who reads horror and comes to me, and I can give her thrillers and true crime and unreliable narrators, and she takes them home and reads them and comes back and gives me a review, which is awesome. She's the best. She is really the best. I have had a galley of We Are Here Forever by Michelle Gish, which is a graphic book about how the human race has vanished from the Earth and been replaced by cute, innocent, playful purple creatures. But how innocent are they really? Anyway, we, you and I both had a button that mm-hmm. says, I am the king. Yes. <laughs> and the creatures are very cute. And this is a collection of the Tumblr comic that she puts out. And so I just need to sit down and read this, but it seems like it's right up. My alley. And did I say it was called We Are Here Forever? And it's already out. Yes. And I like this in the description. It says, but where did they come from? And what happened to all the humans? (laughs) It doesn't matter. I hope they ate them all. I'm really interested in knowing this. Monster, she wrote, The Women Who Pioneered Horror and Speculative Fiction is coming out in September. And it has a great cover. And also, (sighs) everyone knows about Mary Shelley, but have you heard of Margaret Cavendish? who wrote a science fiction epic 150 years earlier? Have you read The Psychological Hauntings of Violet Paget, who was openly involved in long-term romantic relationships with women in the Victorian era? Oh my god, no! Or the stories of Gertrude Barrows Bennett, whose writing influenced H.P. Lovecraft? Sign me up. Right. And already out (laughs) (laughs) by Andrew Schaefer, Hope Rides Again, the second installment in the Obama and Biden mysteries. This one is set in Chicago, and it is about our favorite bromance. We are continuing to have our feelings shift about all sorts of people in the public eye this year, last year, this century. And I was hoping it would might be better then Hope Never Dies, right. which we Hopefully read. Hopefully the tone of this one is less outright depressed than the first one. But also Joe Biden is not your protagonist right now. He is your antagonist. Yeah. <laughs> so... 
Quirky, yes, but ultimately, ugh. On to Simon & Schuster. Right After the Weather by Carol Anshaw is coming from Atria in October. This is a new and long-awaited novel by the author of Carrie the One. It is set in Chicago's theater community. So this is the story of a woman who is an ordinary woman, and she's put in an extraordinary circumstance. And the book is about what happens to her and how she gets through this. She lives in Chicago, and she has... Her ex-husband is living in her spare bedroom after he got kicked out of his most recent marriage, and she's friends with some people who live a few blocks away, and there are some criminals that live not too far away from there. So she shows up at her friend's house and walks into the kitchen to discover her friend being assaulted by this couple of sociopaths, and they involve her and it's sort of the aftermath of that and it sounds like really creepy for those domestic thrillery reading people but also it's got a real psychological thing going on okay coming in september from scribna out of darkness shining light by patina gappa who is a zimbabwean author and this is the story of 19th century africa and the captivating story of the loyal men and women who carried explorer and missionary Dr. Livingstone's body, his papers and maps, 1,500 miles across the continent of Africa, so his remains could be returned home to England and his work preserved there, encompassing all the hypocrisy of slavery and colonization while celebrating resilience, loyalty, and love. Sounds good. Yeah. Coming from Atria, August 20th. <laughs> Tidelands by Philippa Gregory. It's set in England in 1648, a dangerous time for a woman to be different, and it's Midsummer's Eve. We heard Philippa Gregory speak at a luncheon, and this book sounds very interesting. Eleanor is a descendant of wise women, and she's suspected of possessing dark secrets and superstitious times. But the thing that really got me, I mean, you may know Philippa Gregory from writing The Other Boleyn Girl and The White Queen and The Red Queen, and she's written all kinds of historical fiction that centers women. Thanks, Bean. Good job knocking it off. I'm sorry. We're not letting you into the closet. She got up there and she was talking about how she's an anti-monarchist, which I thought was very interesting because she is an English woman. She was somebody. She said something about not being allowed home after speaking to us as she was, and she talked about researching her books on historical women, and that the historical record, for the most part, says she did this thing because she was crazy. You know, why did this woman do this thing? Why did she? turn her ch the care of her children over to this murderer? Why did she do this? Why did she do that? And the answer in the historical record is, oh, she was crazy. And Philippa Gregory's stance in her research is, what if she wasn't? What if she wasn't crazy and there is a reason that she did what she was doing and trying to figure out the reason and go from there, which sold me completely on everything she has done. And I have not read her before, and I'm very interested in reading her stuff now. And you know she's popular. You've got these books. You've got trade paperbacks that are, like, falling apart because they've circulated so much. So be sure to get your hands on this one. I like the other Berlin girl. I read that one. Yeah? Already out from Atriac is The Doll Factory by Elizabeth McNeil. It's a debut novel that is an intoxicating story of art, obsession, and possession. It is London. It is 1850. The Great Exhibition is being erected in Hyde Park. And an aspiring artist meets a collector. So it's, it's historical, but it's also, like, creepy. That's what I would say. Okay. Historical plus creepy. I like historical plus creepy. So, The Dearly Beloved by Kara Wall, is, it has a great cover. It's about two couples, one of whom is a minister, or a, two couples whose lives are entwined against the backdrop of turbulent changes facing the city of Chicago, and whose struggle with uncertainty, heartbreak, and joy 
a poignant meditation on faith and reason, marriage and children, and the ways we find meaning in our lives. Okay. Moving on to Soho. Coming out in September is Opioid Indiana by Brian Allen Carr. During a week-long suspension from school, a teenage transplant to impoverished rural Indiana searches for a job, the whereabouts of his vanished drug-addicted guardian, and the meaning of America in the age of Trump. It is their lead literary title. It sounds bleak. It does sound bleak, but some people are looking for bleak. Yep, they sure are. More (laughs) up my alley is the Soho Teen title, All of Us with Wings, by Michelle Ruiz Kyle, which is already out. It's a fantasy debut about love, found family, and healing, and an ode to post-punk San Francisco through the eyes of a Mexican-American girl. So, pick that one up. And already out from Soho Crime, it came out in May, The Satipur Moonstone by Sujata Massey. This is the follow-up to The Widows of Malabar Hill, which I was raving about last year. Right, we mentioned this two episodes ago. Oh. (laughs) Sorry about that. No, no, that's good. So, add that to your list, because they're, they're great. Are you going to be leading a book group on the? Uh, <laughs> I'm leading a. I'm leading a book. Hill. I'm leading the book discussion on the widows of Malabar Hill on Friday with my book group. Immediately following which, we are presenting this book buzz. Ah, one of oh, the yeah. people that we heard on the memoir panel, which was great. It really was. Was Nefertiti Austin, who wrote "Motherhood So White: A Memoir of Race, Gender, and Parenting in America." And she was a single, she's a single African-American woman when she decided that she wanted to adopt a black boy from foster care. And she talked about how she started to do research and she didn't find any materials that spoke to her as a black woman. And this is a common thread through several of the authors that we heard speak, like they went looking and they didn't find anything that applied to them because the default for parent or mother in America is white. So she wrote this book, and I hope that it gets the attention that it deserves. It comes out in September. That sounds really good. Coming in January from Sourcebooks, Lady Clementine by Marie Benedict. This is the woman who wrote The Only Woman in the Room and other historical fiction. In 1909, Clementine Churchill steps off a train with her new husband, Winston. An angry woman emerges from the crowd to attack, shoving him in the direction of an oncoming train. Just before he stumbles, Clementine grabs him by his suit jacket. This will not be the last time Clementine Churchill saves her husband. This is a ferocious story of the brilliant and ambitious woman besides Winston Churchill. And I love, you know, you all know (laughs) by now how much I love historical fiction based on real people. Because that way you can make it sizzle history. If you want. If you want to. So Yale Needs Women by Ann Gardner Perkins is out in September. Yale started accepting applications from women... In 1969. That was 50 years ago. Right. Not very long ago in the scheme of things. Yeah. And so this is a story about that first class of women and, honestly, the struggles that they had as they tried to... I mean, if you've watched the um, RBG movie, you get the gist of what it's like to be one of the few women in an overly, overwhelmingly male environment. So, it's interesting to think that neither of our moms could have gone to Yale out of high school. Yeah. Not even close. Yeah. It's very interesting. All right, looking at Sterling. Oh, Sterling. If you have not heard Sterling's presentations... You're missing out. You are totally missing out. There is always a lot of humor and enjoyment in here. I am interested in... Artificial Intelligence and Illustrated History by Clifford Pickover. Oh, Cliff. Which is coming in October. I am interested in The Complete Whiskey Course, a comprehensive tasting school in 10 classes by Robin Robinson, which is coming out in October. Amazing. 
you may know I'm interested in whiskey. Oh, we have a friend who's also interested in whiskey, so maybe I should tell her about it. Okay, our last one, last but not least, <laughs> is Workmen. Ordinary Girls by Jakira Diaz is a bracingly honest and heartrending memoir about girlhood in a dangerous world and fighting to be seen for who you are. Reminiscent like... of educated hunger or heartberries. It reads like a novel, but it is real stuff. Jakira Diaz found herself caught between extremes while growing up in housing projects in Puerto Rico and Miami Beach. Her family split apart and her mo mother battled schizophrenia and she was surrounded by the love of her friends. As she longed for a family at home, she found instead a life upended by violence. From her own struggles with depression and sexual assault to Puerto Rico's history of colonialism, every page of Ordinary Girls vibrates with music and lyricism. We also heard her speak. We did. And she, yeah. She, she was on the memoir wanna, panel. She, she will want to make you want to pick up her book ASAP. Yeah. Um, that was coming out in October. Coming in February 2020, Everywhere You Don't Belong by Gabriel Bump. This is a debut novel about making right and wrong choices. Claude McKay Love is a young black man in search of a place where he can fit. But as he discovers, there's no escaping the people and places that made him. It says it's for fans of There, There, and Homegoing. Okay. Which I know that we've got lots of them. A couple that interest us specifically, coming in December, Make Noise, A Creator's Guide to Podcasting and Great Audio Storytelling by Eric Newsom. The Ultimate Guide to Podcasting, a step beyond practical how-to information on podcast production or building a business. Make Noise addresses the art of podcasting, what works and doesn't for successful storytelling on audio from a true expert in the medium. Hmm. Huh. Well then, good for him. Also... Of local interest. Of super local interest around here is Emily Dickinson's Gardening Life by Marta McDowell, coming in October. You know, Emily Dickinson lived two towns over and never went this far away from... <laughs> <laughs> but... She you know, gardened. Her, her house is not that far away. She gardened. Her garden is there. People are interested. We will have it in our collections at our libraries for sure. So all of these things you can find on our show notes page. Yep. We will list everything we talked about and link to the publisher pages or author pages for them for you to admire them and add them to your lists. We will also link to Anna's comprehensive inclusivity and diversity list. Not that comprehensive. That's the problem. It's, well, we, Anna has been building a genre-based list of inclusive and diverse titles to share with people at conference programs and friends and neighbors and loved ones and this is a resource that you can hand to someone to check your catalog for, and then you can order things that you don't have if your collection development funds and inclinations reach in that direction. We are advocates for inclusive and diverse collection development, and that's one of the reasons we talk about books so much. Do you have any musical obsessions, Aline? I have so many musical obsessions. My musical obsession today is the Bach cello suite. I was just saying, is it Yo-Yo Ma It is Yo-Yo Ma. It is not James Taylor. We went to see Yo-Yo Ma at Tanglewood last night, and he played Bach's six suites for unaccompanied cello. So this dude sat on stage for two hours and played his cello, and he was transported by the experience, and so were about 40 million people <laughs> on the lawn who were there with us, and they were beautiful. When you hear the first notes of the first suite, you recognize it from art house movie previews and car commercials, and it's 
It was so beautiful, and Yo-Yo Ma was so charming and engaging when he talked to the crowd. And it was a pretty interesting experience when he finished, and everybody thought they were going to go home after their standing ovation. And he said, wait a minute, my friend is here. And James Taylor came out and sang Sweet Baby James with Yo-Yo Ma on backup cello. That was real weird. It was real weird. Do you have a musical obsession, Anna? I do, and... It's Beethoven. It's all of Beethoven? It's all of Beethoven. No, Sixth Symphony in particular. And if I had to pick a movement, I guess I'll pick the the last movement because that's the one that made me cry. So the fifth movement of the Sixth Symphony. I like the first movement. I love the first movement, so maybe I'll throw that in too as a bonus. Do you have a regular obsession? Oh, we have a shared I regular obsession. I have so many obsession. regular obsessions. So our shared obsession <laughs> is... Is the power couple that is Megan Rapinoe, Seattle Rain, Rain soccer player, U.S. Women's National Team soccer player, and Sue Bird, Seattle Storm basketball player, U.S.A. basketball captain, etc. Who, if you have the right hashtags on Instagram, uh, you can just every time you open Instagram, you can see pictures of them. <laughs> Good times. We we are obsessed with them. Yeah. They're really cool. They are cool. Much cooler than we are. But I'm also obsessed with two books. Okay. One of them is a novella. Well, they're both novellas, I guess. Called A Little Light Mischief by Cat Sebastian. Yay! Which is a FF historical in which a... Wait, wait, wait. Do ladies get into mischief? Yes, a little light mischief. Excellent. Which a lady's maid and a companion join forces to... Overthrow the Duchess? No, oh. to um, <laughs> to get something back for one of them, and they find each other in the process. And the only problem I had with this was that it was too short, and I wanted it to go on for a whole book. The other one is called How You Lose the Time War. Amal, Amal Elmotar El and, and Max Gladstone. And it turns out that it is also an FF romance. Oh? But with time travel, and it's also epistolary. So, so we need to go so that I can read one or both of these <laughs> right now. We will go. But um, it's... It's a real interesting piece of work, and it's kind of it's kind of got more teeth than a little light mischief. Like, okay, it's two very powerful entities that have been fighting against each other through space and time for a very long time, but eventually they fall in love. Spoiler, because they've been writing letters to each other. <laughs> and okay, yeah, I. I don't want to give too much away. Okay. But those are my obsessions. What well, about you? I am obsessed with a teen novel that is coming out in September, and I don't remember the publisher, but it is called Frankly in Love by David Yoon, and the central character is Frank Lee, who is the son of Korean immigrants, and he is a senior in high school, and... Maybe it's a junior in high school because they take the SATs. But he is a smart kid and his family has a tight-knit community of Korean families. It's set in California. He goes to a big high school where the kids who are part of his tight-knit Korean community don't really talk to each other at school. It's being published by Putnam. It has a beautiful cover. It has has complex relationships. It talks about being the child of immigrants. It talks about racism. It talks about the stresses of thinking about going to college, which is something that Frank and his friends are doing. It is for readers whose favorite John Green novel is An Abundance of Catherines. It is not completely without sadness, it is beautifully done, very well wrought, and I loved it. 
it was a book that I don't, I don't have this experience with books. This is not something that happens to me. It was a book that I was loving so much. I was afraid to read it because I was afraid that it would stop being so good or that I would run out of it. And those, those are two fears that I, you know, I read pretty fast. I don't really read a lot. We've talked about, um, see our my last reading. Episode. Yeah, see our last episode on my reading mojo. And so I usually, I either read or I don't read. And having this sort of like emotional response that was having me read and not read the same book at the same time was a really interesting experience. Yeah, I can attest to your obsession. Yeah. We made it to the end. Thanks for listening. Yes, thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Bellwether Friends, B-E-L-L-W-E-T-H-E-R-F-R-N-D-S. We post episodes on Facebook, and they go through to Tumblr. If you want, you can look us up on iTunes and leave us a review. I'm Anna, and you can find me online at Helga Grace, H-E-L-G-A-G-R-A-C-E. I'm Aileen, and you can find me on Twitter at Surly Spice, S-U-R-L-Y-S-P-I-C-E. And our in-and-out music was provided by Julie Durgans. You can find her on Twitter at Hi Miss Julie, H-I-M-I-S-S-J-U-L-I-E. Bye! Pages Russell. Pages Russell. It's time wrestling pages. That-